and welcome back, ladies and gents. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome again, because this is the Man to Man podcast hosted by myself, Kelvin Dooley, and my good friend on the other end coming from Oklahoma, first name Trey, last name Vaughn, but I call him Big Time TV. What's going on, TV? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just uh, ready for another Ready for another episode, ready to crank out some more man-to-man podcast. Yes, sir. So we're back on a Friday, as we promised, on a Tuesday. Um, coming up on today's show, well, I completely skipped one thing. Uh, we like to start with national holidays on the man-to-man podcast. Uh, TV, today, May 28th, is Brisket Day, National Brisket Day. Um, do you like brisket? I do. I love, I love brisket, man. I love barbecue food. It's good. Absolutely. Kansas City is known for its brisket. Um, that's one of our more popular barbecue dishes. Uh, so anytime you're in Kansas City, the next time you come up here, you got to try out some Casey uh, brisket. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to get together and get some get some brisket. For sure. It is also National Road Trip Day. Um, tomorrow is National Pillow. Put your pillow on the fridge day. You do, do you plan on putting your pillow on top of the fridge today or tomorrow TV? Kelvin, what the heck is that? <laughs> I didn't – what do you put your pillow on the <laughs> – So, supposedly, it's supposed to bring you good fortune and good luck if you put your pillow on top of the fridge. I don't know where it originated. I don't know why. Uh, but, clearly, you have some disdain for it. I think I might give it a shot when I get home, when I return home from work. <laughs> when I return home from work tonight. I think I may put one of my three pillows on the fridge. I might give it a shot. Man, that's that's uh, that's weird. I've never heard of that one. Uh, I'm not gonna give it a shot. Not that I have anything against it, but uh, yeah. it just seems just seems silly. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go to bed and and lay on my pillows instead of putting them on the fridge. So yeah, that's 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 not a bad idea. Uh, you know, Sunday uh, is it, it's not a holiday, uh, but it is a huge sporting event. The Indy 500, uh, arguably the greatest race known to mankind, takes place on Sunday. Trey, have yeah. you ever been to a Indy 500 event? Have I ever been to one? Have you ever watched one, tuned in, or been to one? Yeah. Uh, no, I've, I've not been to one. And tuned in, maybe a little bit of a race, but I've never watched one like start to finish. Um, so not really. Uh, never been a big Indy 500 guy. But with it being, like you said, the biggest – the biggest race there is. I mean, it's, it's known as the greatest spectacle in racing, I believe is what they call it. Um, mm-hmm. Nonetheless, so, so I mean, I, I've kept up with it the past few years working with the sports side of a newspaper, you know, because we put it in the newspaper every year. So, um, nonetheless, I've, I guess, kept up with it kind of, but not actually tuned in and watched it. Nice. So, I've actually been to the racetrack in Indianapolis, um, Indiana. Nice. And I've gotten to kiss the bricks, so you know that the winner of the race gets to kiss bricks, kiss the bricks, and drink yeah. milk. Yeah. Um, so I got to kiss the bricks. I did not have a glass of milk, um, bricks. So that's probably one of the greater um, sporting events. And it wasn't a live race. I was just inside the building, uh, inside yeah, the yeah, racetrack. Yeah. So yeah, again, that's probably one of the greater sporting events uh, that I have on my sporting event resume. Uh, they'd be able to kiss the Indy 500 bricks. So no telling how many lips have been on that bricks, honestly, but uh, <laughs> I took my chances and I, I yeah, kissed yeah. those bricks. Yeah. So it was pretty um, cool. 
I think they. I must say, I think they. I think they cheated you though. They should have had a glass of milk ready for you, so that way you could get the full experience. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I'll take the brick, so that's that's fine. <laughs> Probably the worst kiss I've ever had in my life, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it was, you know, it was cool. Coming yeah. up on today's show, we finally made it to this part. Coming up to, on today's show, uh, you know, it's Friday, so I have two outdoor trade with the dad jokes uh, for back to back weeks. Good so luck, back to back. So good luck. Yeah, yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, we also give you the cards, the Royals update. This one should be good. Um, TV's cards and my Royals. Clippers, Heat, Celtics. We'll talk about all three teams as all three teams are possibly uh, looking at a sweep. Uh, and we got to talk about the Cardinals again because Mike Schlitt, if I said his last name correctly, this time rips the major rips Major League Baseball uh, for more cheating, of course. And uh, the media TV will discuss the best first round series. But first, we lead with Mr. Triple Double. He suffered an ankle injury and last night's loss to the 76ers. And as he was exiting the court and walking through the tunnel, he had popcorn dumped on his head by a Sixers, 76ers fan. Now, my question to you, TV, is what should the NBA do? And all of the respective professional leagues do to re, to um, protect their respective players because this is an ongoing issue, and this is certainly an issue that Russell Westbrook has dealt with several times. Whether he's um, initiated the 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 squabble between him or the fans, or the fans initiated, what should the NBA do and all the other leagues do to? Re, um, I'm stumbling over my words. Protect their players. Yeah. Um... So first, I would like to, I guess, say that I think I think this is mainly just the NBA, right? Like, sure, it probably happens in other sports, but we really only see this in the NBA. We don't see it that prevalent in the NFL or the MLB. Um, now, now, I don't know about the other major sports. You know, I, I don't I don't think they have much um, fan to player interaction. I think it's mainly these big three sports. And I, just, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like we see it way more in the NBA. And it's a problem in the NBA. And it, it's a problem because, like you said, Russell Westbrook, this is not even close to his first interaction with a fan. Um, he's had multiple. And for a player like him who plays with this heart on his sleeve, he plays with a lot of emotion, um, it's easy for him to – I don't. it's easy to, I guess, get a reaction out of him because Russell Westbrook's not going to back down. He plays with his heart on his sleeve. He plays with a lot of emotion. And when you do something to him, he's going to react. And he's not one of those players that's just going to be like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm just going to ignore him. You know, that's just some stupid fan. And I, I think he has every right to react because if you're going to be enough of a child to dump popcorn on him or flip him off or yell some profanity at him and try to get his attention, I think he has every right to turn and come back. Unfortunately, it, professional athletes aren't viewed that way. We view them as, oh, they're professional athletes. They're supposed to be better than that. They're supposed to be able to ignore it and just be able to go on and do whatever. But I, I don't agree with that. I think, look, we're all human beings. And if, and if Russell Westbrook, if someone says something to him that he doesn't like or they do something to him that he doesn't like, I think he has every right to react um, and do whatever yeah. he wants, honestly, in my opinion. Pull a Ron Artest if you want. Go up in the stands and punch him in the face. <laughs> I don't care, man. Like, I'm just saying, like, if – you're an adult too. You're an adult too. If you think you're tough enough to dump popcorn on him, and then you're tough enough to get 
by him too, you know? Like, right. I just it, – it's got to stop. Um, I, I, th- I think they're making the right – Maybe not the NBA, but the teams and the and the arenas are making the right move by immediately banning these fans. Because if that doesn't show other fans, you know, look, you're not allowed to act however you want, then I don't know what is. Um, and hopefully, we see it less now that these all these fans are getting banned. Um, I don't know if that's the case or not, but I mean, it's a start banning the players or banning the fans that are causing the problems. Um, because the New York Knicks, last thing, sorry, Kelvin. New York Knicks even had the same thing because a fan spit on Trey Young and they banned yeah. that fan. So yeah, uh, it happens everywhere. You know, it's not just Russell Westbrook either. Yeah, so I I agree with mostly everything you said. I would I would say to you, be careful what you ask for because the malice in the palace. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of black eyes, black eyes. The malice in the palace was a huge black eye to the NBA. So I don't know if we want part two of Malice in the Palace. Hey. Okay. Hey. If you um, think you're tough I, enough to throw stuff at players, you're tough enough to get in a fight too. So break for, man. For sure. I, look, I don't have a solution as to how you solve this. Um, I agree with you when you said this is a bigger issue in the NBA. And maybe the NBA has to – they have to take a look because the NBA is really good at engaging with this fans. Whether that be the the floor seats, um, yep. you know, the, on social media, it's players and how to interact with fans. And typically, almost all of their players are on social media interacting. They did. There's too much availability to the fans, and they're really close to the players in terms of proximity as well. So, Absolutely. the NBA has to find a way. And I know the popcorn came from 10, 15 feet above, but they have to find a way to like get the players. I mean, get the fans, push them back a little bit and, and from and from all angles, not just on the court, but just kind of you got to create some space. Football and, and baseball are really good at that. Like uh, you don't really see a lot of fans interacting with the players of both football and baseball. But in the NBA, they're literally separated by what, th- two feet? Not even that, a couple inches. Because yeah, you, you're inbounding the ball, yeah. there's a fan that could probably reach out and touch your buttocks. You know what exactly, I'm saying? So exactly. in terms of a solution, I don't I don't know. I don't know how you fix this because check this out. I've been in arenas for a whole year, 14, yep. 16, 17 months. They get inside this arena. We just seen it in New York and how they treated Trey Young. Yeah. Relentless, completely relentless of how they went at Trey Young. And I and I like Trey Young and I like how he handled it. All he did was just play basketball. He talked his crap. And he played basketball. I, I can live with the wins and losses. Um, as for somebody spitting on you, like popcorn is one thing. Somebody spit on you. That's disgusting. I think there needs to be a malice in the palace too. And I'm going at that. I don't, I don't need to know who did it. I'm swinging on everybody in the section. Okay. Yep. Um, and, and the funny part is the fans are so protected. They wouldn't do this in the street. Exactly. They, They're so protected in this building, in this arena, within these confines. They wouldn't dare. They wouldn't even look these players' direction probably in the streets. But nope. within the arena, they're so tempted to do things like this. And, again, I, I'm not Adam Silver, so thankful. I'm thankful for that. He has a lot of decisions to make, and he has some tough ones because he has to protect these players. If it happened to Russ, it can happen to LeBron. It can happen to KD. Trey, uh, Kyrie, it can happen to anybody. 
Yep. Um, and, you know, we've seen hockey players run into the stands, NFL players, basketballs. That I mean, over the last 30 years, it's happened multiple times. The NBA needs to really figure this out. I don't have an answer, but I would probably just say keep it simple. You got to create some distance between player and fans. Um, I don't think you – given we're coming out of a pandemic and fans are back in the seats – especially heading into the playoffs, I don't I don't think creating a little space will hurt because we're so anxious to spend the money and watch these players. Creating some distance won't hurt, in my opinion. See, and, the, and that's my thing. I think I, – I agree 100%, but I, I think there's no way we get that because the NBA knows that those are money-making seats. Um, big time, big time. And they know that they, they know that, that brings in revenue. There's no shot they're, they're removing those seats. Maybe, maybe they will. Maybe if things just continue to get worse, maybe they will remove those seats, but I doubt it. Um, but lastly, I'm probably going to go a little too deep on this, but I think this mm-hmm. is honestly, I think this is more than just like bad fans. I think because like, like you mentioned, they wouldn't do this out on the street. They wouldn't do this no where they weren't protected. No They're protected inside that stadium because they know that those players aren't allowed to react and retaliate and do things that they would want to do if they saw them in person, um, spitting on yeah. them or dumping popcorn on their head. Uh, you know, if, if they saw them out on the street, they'd want to beat the ever-loving crap out of them. They, they probably wouldn't because, again, they're professional athletes and they know that they can't do that. But they still wouldn't act that way out on the street. I think this shows how many – and excuse my language, but I think this shows how many shitty people we have in the world. Like, the fact, oh, that, you, the fact that you think you can just do something like that and get away with it, oh, well, I can do it because no, there's not going to be any re- repercussions since I'm in a – NBA stadium with so many other people like how shitty of a person do you have to be to spit on another human being like come on man just yeah that that one right there and I said one thing is popcorn okay popcorn I might actually pick one up catch one and and, and eat it but to spit on someone that's that just shows you're lower than or at least that shows that you think this person is lower than you to actually spit on someone Malice in, Malice in the Palace Part 2 actually takes place if someone spits on me. It, it, assuming I'm an NBA player. That I'm, I'm Again, I don't know who spit, but everybody in this section gets hit. Yep. Woman, man, child, <laughs> um, you know, trans, yeah. uh, uh, paraplegic, everybody gets hit. I, I, it don't matter. Because that's, 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 I don't know, that's, that has something to do with just humanity. So, yeah, that, that one's tough. But For sure. Yeah, go ahead, TB. So let's let's stay in the NBA here and let's transition. Let's talk specifically about the playoffs rather than the fans. And uh, who do we have? Who do we think uh, is the best series here in this first round of the NBA playoffs? What do we think we? What do you? Th- what do we think the best series is going to be or has been so far? I gotta go. I gotta go. Knicks, Hawks. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean. The Knicks have – I don't know if they're sold out, but I, I don't know if you've seen the clips or watched the games, TV, but those fans are rocking. Yeah. Like, they got that – they had the garden buzzing. Absolutely. And then you take into account the trash talk, the game-winning shots, the clutch play from guys like D. Rose. Um, again, Trey Young is maybe, you know, leaving his stain as, you know, possibly yeah. – He's certainly one of the next generation's biggest stars, but he's yeah. proven to be a quality postseason player already. His first postseason appearance, and now we have the matchup going back to that A, which Trey Young was saying as he was exiting the court in Game Two. I will see you in the A, and and I'll be tuned in. I'll be dialed in because I want to see Trey Young 
play postseason basketball in that A. And this isn't the Atlanta Hawks of the last five, seven, ten years ago when LeBron was sweeping through these guys and Joe Johnson and, and company. This yeah. is a new generation. This is a new era of Atlanta Hawks led by Ice Trey. And I will I'll love to see these veterans in this tough, gritty New York team going into the A and duking this out. I could easily see these teams exchanging games all the way up to game seven and made the best team win. Absolutely. Made the best team win. That is easily the most exciting series in the first round. I think we had some other good ones. Um, I, I actually, regardless of how, what I think about the Clippers, I think what Luka is doing to the Clippers in that series is just uh, – that would probably be number two because Luka, I don't – this dude, he, he's just fun, man. I, I His IQ and how he plays basketball, I just don't – complaining aside, all the nagging he does aside, just watching him alone I mean, is, is spectacular. But Knicks, Hawks, number one. Yeah, I agree, man. And and one thing, you mentioned Trey Young and, and what he's becoming, but uh, he also hit the, hit the game winner in, in game one on that little floater yeah. uh, mm-hmm. with like seven-tenths of a second left or something like that. But – yeah, man, I, th- I agree. I think Hawks, Knicks, you know, it's 1-1 right now. There's some other series uh, that I think are even or or, or uh, where teams have split games. They're not all 3-0 or anything like that or 2-0. Um, but some of those series that are that are even or, or, or like I said, 2-1 or like Jazz, um, Grizzlies, and that's kind of exciting because of John Morant, but I'm very confident the Jazz, now that Mitchell's playing, I'm very confident that the Jazz will take that series pretty easily. Yeah. Nuggets and Trailblazers, that one's kind of even. I think it's 2-1 or 1-1, but again, 2-1. I'm, I'm pretty 2-1 Okay. And I'm pretty confident the Nuggets will probably go ahead and end that series as well, even though it's 2-1 right now. I just I'm not I'm not, I guess, real sold that any of these teams are gonna make real exciting series. But I do like that you mentioned Clippers and Mavericks, because I do think the Clippers have a chance to make a turnaround. I mean, they've got to do it right no, you, now. No, you don't. Oh, yes, no, I do. you don't. Yes, I do. And no way. They have to do it right now, though, if they want to do it. It's got to be game three. If, if they mess around and lose game three, they're obviously toast. But I do I do have a, a – I do believe they can turn this around and, and, you know, make a series out of this. So, let's let's talk about that real quick. Because I, I personally know – not a Clippers fan, but – Kawhi Leonard fans and I'm sorry a lot of people think he's elite and I'm just not buying it right now I'm, I'm not like no what? he's not look this is what I don't this is what I don't get you can't be an elite defender and the last eight games versus Luka Doncic he's giving you what 35 a game 32 like and like it, I'm not no I'm not buying I'm not buying that he and Paul George are elite defenders and I, I get it. This is a transcendent talent in Luka Doncic. But he had, had eight games to show this on the biggest stage in postseason basketball. And he's unstoppable against you guys. I, it, it just don't – he talks that crap. He gives them buckets. He's shooting up one leg, fadeaways. He's not doing as much complaining. He's laughing in their face. Like, he owns these guys. And it's just kind of like I, – I, no, quiet. no, he's not elite. He's outside. He's a really good player. He's not elite, mm-hmm. no. Because the first so- other elite talents, and I know he had he got the best of Giannis a couple of postseasons ago, but clearly Giannis wasn't ready. We're looking at a 22-year-old who is clearly ready, and and he and Kawhi doesn't have an answer. He don't have an answer. No. Okay, okay. So I'll give you that. They 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 are not stopping Luca. That's and that's clear. Um, he is just 
and and you're right, absolutely owning them to this point. Um, owning. But the points, I don't know. I don't know how to say this because it's going to sound it's it's not going to sound right. Regardless, he's doing, he's doing what 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 it takes to win the game, and um, he's dominating. But I think the points he scores is also a product of his health. But they're winning, so it doesn't matter. That, like I said, it's a hard argument because they're winning, so who cares, right? But right. his help is not – like, he doesn't have that much offensive help. Like, Chris Topps has scored, I think, like 10 or 12 most of these games. Maybe I'm wrong on that, 15. Um, mm-hmm. But then after that, he's got some shooters. Uh, Hardaway Jr., I think, is still – is one of his uh, – one of the guys that plays with him. Um I think Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm trying to think yep. of their other their other guys. They have some shooters, but they don't have yeah. big offensive weapons. Uh, Finley Smith. Yeah, Finley Smith. Um, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah. So t- here's my question to you. So you which so you're saying Kawhi has a better supporting cast, right? Exactly. And and so why is he losing? But I guess what I'm saying is like that, Lucas got to score 35, right? Like they're not going to win if Lucas doesn't score 35. I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I agree, but his 35 is, is done in such spectacular fashion. Like, he had 35 through three quarters in game two on the road. <laughs> 35 through three quarters. It's like, yo, if 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 you're supporting Kaz and, and your head coach and your bench is better and you got more veteran players. Exactly. Um, why is Luka dominating the game so yeah, exactly. much? Why is hyped up to be this great two-way player? He's not. He's not. No, he's not. He's just not. He's not. He is – his reputation precedes him. What he has built up in reputation has let him down because that is not what we're getting from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And I won't dare call him playoff Pete. Don't – don't – don't do that. Yeah, yeah, no. He's known as Paul George, a.k.a. Kelvin Dooley. They are not living up to it, man. They're they're not. And they're it's, not. It's, it's, it's a little frustrating, but it's, again, like I led with, with Luca, it's spectacular to watch. It is so fun to watch this guy – dismantle a team by himself. And Hardaway Jr. and all, a lot of those guys, Bronson have shot the ball well, so credit to those guys. But, man, watching Luka kill these guys, it's like, yo, ain't this don't, – don't the Clippers got an elite player in those in that jersey? Where the hell is he? I don't yeah, give a damn yeah. 41 points. Yeah. Because 41 ain't enough, bro, because this guy had 35 through three. He had a bad fourth quarter in game two. But, man, he could have went for 60 at this point. Yeah. So, in other words, all that that I said just makes the Clippers look worse because I think the Clippers have the better the better team top to bottom. Like you said, they probably have a better coach. They probably have a better this, that, and whatever. And Luka is still dominating. Um, he, he's shutting them down. I just – I still believe in him, I guess. I still believe in Kawhi. I still think he is an elite player. Stop it, TV. I, I can't let you do it. I can't – I, I got to get in your head. No, you don't. Why? No, you don't. Yes, I – why, why do you do it with Toronto then? But okay, okay. He had a Let worse me, team in Toronto than what he's got in LA. That's no, that's a lie. That is a lie. Number one. What? And in he Toronto, had, look, this is my biggest criticism with he had Kawhi. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is great. He's a good. He's a good Kyle, player. He had Kyle he's Lowry. He's a really good player. I don't. Uh, OG OG on an Like, dude, this guy's team wasn't that deep. He had Mark Gasol, who was still had a little bit of he could. He, he's come on, man. That I, I don't Look, think his team in, in Toronto was better than his team in L.A. 
They were better. Give me Kyle Lowry over Paul George any day. Clearly, <laughs> any day. He's been better in the postseason. He's a better leader. He's um, a better leader. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. he's more consistent. Uh, he's not a regular Caesar. He's not a, reg- a regular Caesar front runner. You know, uh, check this out. This is my critique with, with Kawhi Leonard. He rode the tail of three Hall of Famers in San Antonio, wins the Finals MVP because he did have a good series mm-hmm. as the fourth option, and he held LeBron. Congratulations, Kuhn. He goes to Toronto after 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 James Harding his way out of San Antonio. He goes to Toronto where he does do a great job against the Sixers. Had a great series. He had a great series against the Bucks. I'll give him that. But he got the fortunes of um, of running into a Warriors team who had just completely fallen apart. And he, you know, he won his championship by default. LeBron misses oh, the playoffs. No. K- listen, listen to me. LeBron misses the playoffs. KD gets hurt. Play Thompson gets hurt in game six, and he was, he had like 35 through three quarters. And if he doesn't get hurt, that game probably goes to game seven and give me the Warriors, a battle-tested team coming off two straight championships, give me those guys in game seven. He has had great luck the first half of his NBA career. He Now he has a team to himself in the Clippers, and we see what he's about. He is not in the player. He is not. And Toronto was a great team when he was there. They were well-coached. Kyle Lowry is a great number two. At least Pascal Siakam then he was, was emerging as a really good player, at least a, the next huge. star. I won't say superstar, but certainly a star. He was a, he, he was a great second option. He Siakam has kind of turned back as a number one option. He's just – his ball handling and his decision-making I don't think is good enough to be a number one option. Uh, at least it hasn't looked that way. But he, mm-hmm. he did have a great second option in Siakam. And Siakam took a lot of pressure off of Kawhi because he was scoring the ball so well. Um, For sure. But, oh, man, may, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm giving my own guys too little of credit. But I, I don't think that Toronto team was any better than this Clippers team he's got right now. Maybe they were, though. Maybe they were. I think they were. Because this Clippers team isn't that they're, – they're not that good, truthfully. Truthfully, they're not – they're just really not that good. They're not that deep. Like, we can name guys, but it's not like these guys are good, like – Marquise Morris, yeah. Eh? Um, Luke Kennard, eh? Patrick yeah. Beverly. We've seen what Luke is doing to him, and he ain't shooting the ball anyway. So, eh? And um, Beverly, Beverly's so old now, anyways. Yeah, I mean Ibaka, eh? I, hey, hey, hey! He was on, he was on that championship <laughs> game. You, you watch it with that Ibaka uh, slander. I like Ibaka, Rajon Rondo. Eh? You know, like we've seen how good he played with the Lakers and LeBron. I think Rondo. I think you Robert put him from, in front of yeah. these guys, eh, eh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've given away a lot of my Clippers ammunition already because uh, you can clearly tell how frustrated I am with Kawhi. But yeah. there you have it, guys. <laughs> let's transition. <laughs> with the cars. Yeah, let's transition into the Cardinals, into Major League Cheat Ball, as you call it, Kelvin. Thank you. I'm glad you laughed at that. I appreciate it. Major that. League Cheat Ball, as Kelvin <laughs> has called it, which – I just want to point out, you told me not too long ago to quit quit bringing up the cheating because it was just <laughs> And here you are changing the name to Cheat Ball. Uh, nonetheless, Cardinals pitcher Giovanni Gallegos is caught with a foreign stu- substance on his hat. Um, second base umpire points it out to Joe West, who was behind home plate that day. Of course he, was- he pointed out to Joe West, right? He points it out to Joe West, the main <laughs> umpire that day, the guy behind the plate leading the show. 
And Joe West goes out, tells the guy, he goes, look, man, you're going to have to switch hats. I don't want anybody being accused of cheating today. Uh, and you've got some kind of substance on your hat. I don't, I, I don't want you pitching with that hat on. And it was a pretty clear, like, dark little spot uh, on, on the bill of his cap. So he's yep. forced to switch. Gallegos tells Joe West that it's sunscreen. I don't know how he got sunscreen on his hat. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Maybe he maybe he got too much and the excess he just rubbed on his hat. I don't oh, know, man. boy. Um, it's fishy. Mike Schilt gets mad, says that Gallegos was unfairly attacked because – I guess you know multiple players are probably <laughs> pitching, pitching with this substance with this spot on their hat. So Mike Schilt didn't like it. He gets ejected, and he has words about it afterwards in an interview. Like I said, saying that he was unfairly, you know, attacked and chosen as you know the guy that had to get rid of his hat. Um, he even made a comment about like, oh, he pitches with the same hat every day. Uh, so what? Like everybody probably like it's just a hat. Everybody probably. <laughs> You know, like, like it doesn't change the way he pitches. I don't know. It's all fishy, man. I don't know what's going on in the MLB, dude. I, I just don't know anymore. I I don't know. So um, I, I have my take, but my question to you is, how do you feel about the dominant pitching taking place this season? I know we've talked about it maybe in short or briefly, um, but this, what are your feelings towards the dominant pitching? Consistently, we're getting it night in and night out. Regardless of if it's not no hitters or perfect games, we're getting a lot of quality starts yeah. around the Major League Baseball. How do you feel about the dominance in pitching this season? As a baseball purist, I love it. Like, like baseball itself was never originally a very high scoring game. Like, it sure you get your high scoring games, but like for the most part, baseball's a hard sport, right? Like, it's hard to hit the ball, it's hard to hit right. it and get on base, it's hard to score runs. Um, I love it, dude. I love pitching duels. I love low-scoring games. I feel like that's just where baseball is natural. Like, those low-scoring games, those pitching duels where you've got to grind it out, maybe strategize, lay down some sacrifice bunts to get runs across, you know, to get someone in scoring position and then get a run across with a sack fly or something. Like, those those are the games I love to watch. So like, I have nothing against the pitching duels. I know a lot of people now, a lot of baseball fans now, love the home run. They love the high-scoring games. But I don't mind seeing a lot of pitching duels and a lot of low-scoring games. I like a good mix, but I don't mind them. I don't mind them at all. Spoken like a real purist and National League fan, right? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, look, uh, so to your point, how you led this led with this topic, um, I don't want to go too deep into cheating in baseball. Like, <laughs> doesn't this happen every day? It must. Um, it seems like it does. You know, look, this is like – I'm not – it you that question because I am not that big of a fan of the pitching dominance. I love great – I love quality starts. I love guys – you know, I like the I like the best pitchers going out there and dominate. Um, maybe – I don't know. I'm not a purist. I love truly love baseball. But I, I've kind of evolved with everything else in the sports realm at least. I want to see points, whether it be football, basketball or baseball. I want to see runs scored. So if that means guys are putting extra sand or dirt in the rising bags, sunscreen, more pine tar, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm against it all. Because these guys are sitting there. I mean, they have more control. They have better command. Um, 
they're spotting the baseballs really well. The velocity is up. It, it's too much. Like, clearly guys can't hit the, the, the damn ball. And it, it is frustrating because now I'm looking at too many strikeouts. So like, I, I'm tuning in to watch good baseball. Good baseball isn't 12 strikeouts a game. Ooh, and that's ooh, on one team. Ooh. That's just on one team. I No, 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 no. I don't want to see it. Like, we, we talked about it before. We have three teams in the Major League Baseball now at the moment, I think, hitting below 220. TV, 220? Look, 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 look. There are bad teams out there every year. There, we're always going to have bad teams. But you've got to realize, you just said 12 strikeouts isn't good baseball. There's two sides to every sport, Kelvin, offense and defense. There's nothing wrong with having good defense and having bad offense some night. No, right? but there is something wrong with that. No. Because if, if you're getting struck out 12 times per game, what am I tuning in for? Okay, like this. What What are we? I well, I'm not showing up to the to the stadium to watch um, Aaron Judge strike out to get the golden sombrero twice a series. Like, Why not? Put the ball on. Put the bat on the ball. Get on base. I want to see people running. Right. I want to see. You know what I want to see from baseball? I want to see more of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Damn it. I want to see guys on base making a no. foolery of themselves in no. chase downs and pickles. That's what I want to see. I don't want to no. see Javi Baez swinging for the fences down on one knee and the ball is at the backstop because he completely missed the ball now. No. You know, I want to see the foolery from the Pittsburgh Pirates. I want to see guys on base doing the dumbest of things, America's Funniest Videos type things on the baseball field. I can't well, get you, that. You, a lot you clearly of got that yesterday. You, you clearly just got that yesterday. And I know. I want more. TV, but, I want more. <laughs> but listen, here, here's the I thing. Here, here's what you're missing. Okay. Why are you not tuning in for strikeouts? That'd be like saying just because so, like a team struck out 12 times, only had two hits, didn't score any runs. Just If you're saying you don't like that and you're not tuning in for that, are you not tuning in to see the Los Angeles Rams led by Aaron Donald get six sacks in one night? That must be bad football, right? No way, because well, it's because the same thing, that, isn't it? It's bad no, offense no. by the other team and good defense by that team. No, because th- let me tell you why it's different. And I've seen I've seen performances like that from Aaron against the Chiefs. Not quite six sacks, but two sacks, two forced fumbles, a touchdown. I've seen him dominate games, but it, that goes with hand to hand with that game ended up being that Monday Night Football game. That ended up being what 51-49 Rams. Right, so we've seen great offense and great defense. I can't tune in to Giolito striking out the Royals 14 times, um, you know, in game two of a series. And, and I, look, I can, I can, how about this? Speaking of good defense and good offense, to your point, I don't mind watching the Padres, right? They got the bat flips, slam Diego. They got the trot, the home run trots. They got the good pitching. I don't mind tuning into the Dodgers. I wouldn't dare watch the Rangers for Pete's sake. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't dare watch. Uh, 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 what's that? The Baltimore Orioles. Jesus Christ. Um, well, I think I think they have a no hitter this year, don't they? John John Means. Yeah, that player. <laughs> yes. So one of their pitching pitchers do, but they've also been no hit twice. The Rangers have been no hit twice, and yeah. I'm forgetting it means the Marlins maybe. I can watch the Tampa Bay Rays, a, a contact-hitting team who also pitches very well, right? At least they're on base, rounding the base. What the hell am I going to watch the Rangers for? They can't even get to first base. I would, again, 
give me the Pittsburgh Pirates who let people run back to home plate. TV. I've never saw, I've never seen this. I've never seen T-ball players do this. Exactly. The player ran back to home plate. The most exciting thing I've seen in years. See, and that's and that's where you're that's where you're like so far out of out of touch. I guess <laughs> you've got to realize what you're saying. You're saying this is something you've never seen in T-ball because it was that bad. It was that embarrassing. You are asking you're asking for better baseball, but yet you're praising horrible baseball. Like that's got to be the worst thing that's happened in the MLB in the history of ever. Like if that man just takes two steps backwards and touches first base, the inning's over. Instead, instead he chases him home and lets a run score, and then Javi Baez ends up at second. This is bad baseball, and you are asking for better baseball, but yet you're acting like the Pittsburgh Pirates are giving you good baseball. Sure, it's entertaining, but it's horrible baseball. Boom, you said it. You you have the wrong focus. It is in- – entertaining right <laughs> i'm tuned in like yo that was the best thing i've seen all day okay it's entertaining watching watching a borderline come into a game and strike out 15 guys is not oh. that exciting it's not it's exciting if it happens it it happening the whole series from both teams is kind of like yo I mean, what am I? What what are we really here for? And my final part on the cards and slits, um, sh- sh- whatever, whatever, guys. Name Chill. Is, yeah, right? you're good. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah, it's just kind of disrespectful to have it. That it's a glaring brown spot on the brim of your cap, man. Like, yeah. come on now, like stop playing. I don't give a damn if it's a sunscreen, um, you know, syrup, maple syrup. Just that is is just sitting. It, it's there. What are you talking about? Change your damn hat and go back on the mound, guy. Like, what do you stop? Just stop it. Just, just if you got, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I just, and and yeah. he honestly, he didn't even have that much to say. He was just kind of like, okay. yeah, he's, and he shouldn't have. And then his manager came out, and of course, felt like he had to defend him, and yada yada yada. Ends up in an ejection. Um, but he yeah, he's I, right I, about I, I this. Go ahead. Real quick on, on slip. If you're gonna if you're gonna police cheating for us, do it for everybody else. Right? If you're gonna if you're gonna police it heavy and eject me or whatever, make guys change hats, mm-hmm. you make make guys change bats, you make guys change their forearms, you make guys change their gloves, you yep. make them change their hats. If you're gonna police us, you do it to everybody. Exactly. And and I feel them on that on from that aspect. Yep. All right, so back to the NBA basketball again. I've already given, given away my ammunition to the Clippers. The Clippers, the Celtics, are and Heat, all of which are down 0-2. The Heat lost last night to go to 0-3. And I think we can safely assume, TV, that all three of these teams will be swept. Um, the Bucks are, okay, the Bucks are clicking. The Celtics are just not a good team. We, I, I just think they're soft. Agreed. And then the Clippers, again, I've, I, I can go on and on about these, those guys. Um, Trey, which of the three teams, and we're jumping way far ahead, but again, I'm assuming they get swept. Which of the three teams has the biggest offseason shakeup if they do get swept? Um, so we, we know I'm not going to say the Clippers because clearly I'm saying that I don't think they're going to get And you should. Stop it. That's just, you should. I don't even think they're getting swept. Um, oh, my God. They're, they're clearly going to win one game of this series, and it's going to be the game three coming up uh, if they – 
they might win more, but they're at least winning game three. Uh, let's advance to the Celtics. They're getting swept. They're a bad team, like you said. They can't beat the new, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but the team I want to stand on and talk about is the Miami Heat. They're going to get mm. swept. They're getting embarrassed by a Bucks team who has choked the last three, four seasons in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> just getting absolutely embarrassed. And I'm not saying the Bucks aren't good because they clearly are. But to get embarrassed like this after their <laughs> – after their cute little COVID-19 playoff bubble run that the Heat had last year, everybody cute? thought – Yeah, it was cute. Everybody thought the oh, Heat were so, everybody thought the Heat were so good. They're proving now they were not that good. It was just a matter of the bubble season. If, if, if it isn't such a weird season and we're not playing in the bubble, there's no shot they have a run like they had last year. This team is not that good. It's time to destroy, tear it up from the bottom, and restart. <laughs> I wouldn't describe it as cute because um, I, I do think they they were a talented team. And I think they are. I think they remain a talented team. Did they catch some breaks? Yes, with the why Giannis get, injury. Why are they getting up by 35 then, though? Like, I, guess I, 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 I can't explain that part. You know, I'm with you there. But I did say the Bucks are just clicking. And the Bucks do they have are, a transcendent player. And they made the necessary offseason additions last offseason by bringing in guys like Holiday and P.J. Tucker during the season. This to make their team better. So they can shoot, they can defend, they have size, they can play small, they're great in transition, uh, perimeter defense, guard defense. Like they're they're just a well-rounded team, probably the most rounded team in the NBA, honestly. Maybe um, so. so they're just clicking on all cylinders, man. This is when you want to play your best ball, and they may be playing their best ball right now. Yeah. Um, and this is my thing with the Heat. There was a lot of discussions about the James Harden trade. And should you throw in Tyler Hero or Kendrick Nunn and all of these guys? Do you know what the answer should have been then? And I'm sure that some Heat fans are kicking themselves. Yes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. They settle for Victor Oladipo. He's not even playing. He has surgery. Yeah. Yes. You you give away Tyler Hero, who hasn't had a good season all season. No, he hasn't. He hasn't played well. Yes. We see what James Harden did for a stretch of two months. He was playing MVP caliber basketball you should have shipped his butt out of miami a long time ago and if i'm not mistaken we had a tyler hero topic uh, early on in the man to man podcast the celtics i don't i don't think the celtics should blow up shit man because really i just think they're really young Uh, and i don't i don't really expect young players to win anything in the nba when you're Um, when your best two players are that young it's gonna it's gonna be tough you can, yes, see, you, you can see that these guys compete night in and night out. They just don't come out on top as often as we want them to or we think they should because of exactly. how good they are. I think if they get rid of Kimba and find something else, I think Ooh. they might be set next year. Um, but I, I think walking away from Kimba might be the right answer. That, that could be it. I, I, I don't know if they – again, I don't know if they should blow up shit. I think – as a, I'm not a Celtics fan, but I would tell Celtics fans, you got to just re, be patient. Like yeah. I know, I know, in this era of in this generation in life, everything is instant, instant, instant. Yes. But you got to be patient because young players just don't win. So the team, the only team left, TV, is the team again. I've already given up and given my spill on these guys. Yeah. The Clippers are just blow it all up, drop a nuke in Staples Center in the visiting team locker room, blow it up. Blow it. Kawhi should walk away. You should trade Paul George. I don't know what the hell Patrick Beverly is going to do. Um, Ibaka should retire. 
Yeah. I don't know why they gave Luke Kennard $65 million. I don't know why they gave Marquise Morris uh, $65 million. Uh, I like Ty Lue, but I don't – look, man, go, go, to, go to Seattle. Don't bring these guys to Kansas City. I don't want to watch that brand of basketball. No way. Take them back to Seattle, man, because I don't – let's let it let's just let it go. Kawhi is overrated. Paul George is a really good regular season player. I wouldn't mind having him on my team. Um, Razor Rondo, clearly LeBron makes everybody better because Rondo ain't been the same since he left L.A. I Blow it all up, man. Get Look, his, their reputation precedes them and him, as in Kawhi Leonard. And I love talking this crap on this guy because I know people who have built this guy up as if he's better than LeBron or better than KD or Curry. Relax. In the great words of Aaron Rodgers, uh, TV's greatest pansy, <laughs> relax, chill. Kawhi Leonard is overrated. He's overhyped. He is not elite. Blow it all up. If they get swept by Luka Average who are a, what, five seed, six seed? You know what, team? Didn't they ask for this? Kind of. Didn't the Clippers avoid the Suns and the Lakers and whomever just to get to Luka Doncic? Like, Luka didn't think about the bubble, and if he had Kristoff, he probably beats these guys in seven anyway. Didn't they ask for Luka like he was a like he was like he was TV's next pansy or something? <laughs> Man, get these guys out the lead. Get them out the playoffs. I'm ready. I'm tuning in to games three and four because I can't wait to see this sweep. I'm opening up Facebook. I'm opening up Twitter that I don't have, and I'm talking all of the mess. I'm talking all of the mess. They won't these get swept. Joke. Blow it up. They won't get swept. But I agree. If they if they fail this playoffs, they've got to blow it up. They got to. Um, but but my number one team still, I, they would be my second team. But my number one team still is the Heat. You have to blow it up. They're getting swept by a team that I think is good, but not not good enough to be beating them by 30 every night. So, you've got to blow it up if you're the Miami Heat. You only have Jimmy Butler anyways, Bam Adebayo, and then you have the young kids, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, who can shoot. Uh, I think you got Goran Dragic, who's, who's really old. I mean, that team just doesn't have stars. They have some young talent. They have some talent, but they don't have the, those big-name stars. They're not loaded up, ready to win right now. Blow it up, man. Take get rid of everybody. I mean, keep Tyler Hero if you have to, and just let him be a let him be a leader next year. But blow it up if you're the Miami Heat. And then same with the Clippers if they fail this year. But I, like yeah. I said, I, I still got the slim hope, man. The Clippers got something in them still. Don't don't. No, don't, they don't. No, they don't. Don't eliminate them yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. They're done. They're, they're they're. I don't know. What what do Dad Fish doing? Oh, uh, they float. Okay, they're 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 sitting ducks. They're they're sitting floating <laughs> dead fish at this point. Okay, they're okay. they just you know upside down guys. You know. Okay, Cardinals, Royals, Kelvin, uh, both playing some good baseball right now. I think uh, at least average. The Cardinals could be playing better. They've been kind of up and down recently, uh, five and five in their last ten games, but they have won two in a row, uh, winning the finale against the White Sox and winning the opener against the Diamondbacks last night. They have won two straight, but again, like I said, kind of up and down. Uh, the White Sox almost swept us had we have not won that finale. So uh, just kind of struggling. We've got some guys bouncing off the IL, though, especially outfielders. Harrison Bader just went to the IL. Um, Tyler O'Neill, another outfielder, just came back from the IL. Up and down in terms of injuries and, 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 perform- and performances. And our pitching, again, is just kind of up and down, back and forth. And 
it's been it's been tough so far. The pitching has got to settle in. Twenty eight and twenty two is where we're sitting right now, and we are at the top of the NL Central. But I uh, just the up and down with the pitching staff is not going to make it. We get we've got to get more consistent pitching the pitching the baseball, and uh, I think that I think that mainly goes to our bullpen. We got to have more depth in our bullpen. We have three guys that we really like to use in Gallegos, who who we mentioned earlier, Alex Reyes, our closer right now, and. Um, Gosh, I just threw a blank on the on the third big guy that we use all the time. Um, Gallegos, Alex Reyes. Well, that, that's embarrassing because I'm a Cardinals fan. And I just drew a blank on the third guy I was wanting to mention. But nonetheless, we have three, arms. Right. We have three arms that we use the most. We've, we've got to get it to where we can use four or five arms. So that way we're not using those three arms over and over and over again. And then, you know, when we do use someone else, they're not ready because they haven't been used very much and they – blow up and have a bad game so we've got to find some depth in the bullpen I don't know how they're going to do it whether that's acquiring guys or just getting guys more reps but we've got to get better in the bullpen uh, as for the Royals um, dating back to last Friday um, when they opened the series up against the, the Tigers who previously had swept those games swept the Royals in three games they end up bouncing back winning the series two games of three against the Tigers which is good uh, and then they go against the AO leading Rays, who took two or three from the Royals. I think the Royals played a good brand of ba- baseball in, in both of those series. Um, I wasn't too too disappointed. The Rays, as a, who I spoke to earlier, a quality team, man. For a team with that small of a budget and no real stars on that team, um, their ability just to crank out, to put, you know, above average starters, rotational players, they, I don't know. They just have quality players, and they're well coached, and they just do things really well uh, in Tampa. They remind me of our championship Royals of fourteen and fifteen. Um, again, no real stars, but they just they just do everything right. They run the bases right. They play good defense. They have speed. They can hit for contact. Uh, occasional power. The pitching is just really good. The bullpen holds up. Um, so the Rays. I mean, losing a series on the road to the Rays isn't a big deal. We open up against the, the Twins. Something that we have both talked about. The Royals got to be better in division. Yeah. Um, so they open up a um, series against the Twins at home. Or, excuse me, on the road. The Twins are a pretty good team. Um, they've, they're playing really well as of late. The Royals are 6-4 and four in their last 10. So they have played some good baseball. Only five games back. Only five and a half games back of the White Sox. Um, no, no one has really separated themselves in baseball outside of maybe the, the Padres and Dodgers, who we all expected to be. Um, just really good. But yeah. as for the Royals, uh, one of the top prospects is having Tommy John surgery and Jonathan Bolin, who was supposed to compete Ooh. in the um, Olympics. Yeah. Um, this this upcoming Olympics. Uh, so that's a bummer. And then uh, we do get Aldebarto. Excuse me. Uh, Aldebarto. I know I'm butchering that first name. Mondesi back. He came okay. back. Who's supposed to be our, like, our next big thing. Uh, who Really lived up to it, to be quite honest. But he's coming back. He hasn't really gotten off to a good start, but that's to be expected coming back off injury to open up the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, the Royals are playing decent baseball. They're above water. Uh, they just got to string together some wins because, again, they had an 11-game winning uh, losing streak in the month of – or I think earlier. So they got to they gotta be able to rebound from that and put, the, put together a string of good baseball. So they've yet to do that, but – uh, the Twins and Pirates coming up, they should be able to do some of that. Yeah, those so. are those are both teams that are below 500. Those are, those are games, yeah. that, games that you should win a lot of. So, yeah, that's a good 
good stretch for the Royals. And the Cardinals, yeah, man, they, they got to finish this series with the with the Diamondbacks. They they won the first one. Hopefully they can sweep. Uh, they've done a good job of taking care of those teams that are below 500, like the Diamondbacks. Um, but where the Cardinals are struggling the most as a team is we can't beat teams that are above 500. And <laughs> if, if you want to win playoff baseball games, you've got to beat teams that are above 500. So uh, that's definitely a concern. You know, Padres swept us. Um, and then the White Sox won two out of three against us. And I mean, those are just two teams recently that the Cardinals have struggled with that are good baseball teams. And they got to figure it out. Or, or even if they do make it to the playoffs, it'll be a quick exit losing, yeah, so- losing to good teams. I got a couple questions for you because I look at the NL Central. Uh, the Pirates are no one. I mean, they're they're nothing to be fearing. Probably the worst team in that division, clearly. Yes. Uh, the Reds have just been a. They're just the Reds. Uh, the Brewers have taken a step back since their what two seasons ago. They were hot and you yeah. know a perennial postseason contending team, but they've clearly taken a step back. And then the Cubs. I think the, I don't know. This the sense is that they want to have a garage sale come yeah. the trade deadline. Yeah. So uh, my question to you is: not this the division that the Cards are supposed to win? Like this is their division to lose is probably the best way to put that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Which, which, ironically enough, there were people saying that had the Brewers winning this division um, and didn't even have the didn't even have the Cardinals making the playoffs. Um, but I, I do think you got to watch out for Milwaukee. I think they're still a really good baseball team, and I think they will um, be right there with the Cardinals come the end of the season. I think I think Milwaukee's just struggling right now. I think they're a good baseball team. Yelich has missed time with injuries. Uh, Travis Shaw, their first baseman, yeah. has, has missed some time with injuries. So they they've dealt with some injuries and stuff too, just like the Cardinals. So I think I think you can expect the Brewers come August, September, the end of the season you can expect them to be up there at the top competing with St. Louis. What do you expect the Cards to do during the trade deadline or during that trading, that period that, you know? Yeah. Uh, any expectations? Hope, hopefully some bullpen arms if they do anything. That, that would be what I would want um, is for them to go after some arms in the bullpen just so that way we've got, like I said, we need more depth out there. Yeah. Okay. That would be it. <laughs> The moment has finally come. <laughs> Friday, so you know what I mean, dad jokes. I'm rolling high, having won, um, a, a, I guess, the last Friday's installment of dad jokes. I promise you guys, back-to-back victories. And I'm ready to do it again. TV, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do the damn thing. Uh, as, since I was the victor, the last one, TV, why don't you give us your bad dad joke to begin with? Okay. Well... I'm afraid this might be a bad dad joke, Kelvin. Um, I just like it, it, it's weird. I have this feeling like, like every day I'm like, mm, this is a good one. Mm, this is a bad one. Uh, oh well, we'll just see how okay. he, how he likes it. But I feel like this is one of those. It's kind of like, yeah, whatever. All right, so uh, Kelvin, I like to take my dog to the park, and every time I do, the ducks try to bite him. But I, I guess that's what I get for getting a purebred dog. Yeah, I take it that was a good, good result, (laughs) good reaction. (laughs) I I did not know where you were going with that one. (laughs) 
that's a quality dad joke, right? Sweet. Okay. All right. All right. You set the bar pretty high, but I, you know, this is what I do in real life. I exceed bars. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I clear bars. You know, this is easy. All right. Here we go. TV. You know, people say they pick their nose, but I feel like I was just born with mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that one. That's a good one. It is. Oh, man. Maybe, now, maybe that one is one like a little too one. cheesy, a little too daddy jokey. But, that, but that's what, I mean, that's what you want, right? It's cheesy, right, 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 right. If I had to rank the quality of bad joke, I think I got you. But just on pure laughter alone and creativity, TV wins this one, guys. Okay, okay. I I, I like I liked yours. I think I think mine just had more, maybe maybe more to it. I don't know, but I don't know if that's always good though either. Because dad jokes, you want them to be short and sweet. I just have a hard time voting, man, because because I'm in the competition too. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard. No, I, both good. I like yours, man. You know, you were born with yours. You didn't pick yours. Yeah, no, I, I like did. that. I like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, again, again, I think that was a – I think I had the better quality of joke. But yours, it had the punchline. It had the creativity. It had the cheesiness. Uh, that That's – yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, like, again, and it had the entry because I did not know where you are going with Dog in the Park. <laughs> I had no – there's no idea. All right. Punchline, that took the cake. That was a good one. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. So there you guys have it. TV defeats me again. I think you were five and one, six and one. I think it's five and one, yeah. We're five and one. I, I hate that I'm keeping count, but god damn it, this guy's good at the bad joke thing. You're winning um, the if, if we're keeping track of the country boy city boy quiz, I think you're winning that by I think it's like three to two or something like that. So you've got Yeah, I have no that. I have no idea there. But I live for this moment and I hate that the moment I live for, I am choking. I am completely gagging. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my dad jokes. Uh, but it's all good. That's that's what we do it for. Medicine, great fun. And I hope you guys find this as funny as I do in TV. Guys. Um, the Man to Man podcast. Like I said, we, we had to bring you guys a Friday episode. Here you have it. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, please comment, rate, view, subscribe, all of that stuff, man. You can get this podcast on all streaming platforms. Uh, me yep. and TV share it on Facebook. If you have a Facebook, go to Facebook. Listen to it, man. If you're in the car, listen to it on your way to work. If you're at work, listen to it at work. Uh, me and TV would truly appreciate that. Absolutely. And, Kelvin, we've had a long show so far. I might as well make it a little longer real quick. That's cool. We've been talking all day. Um, before we get out of here, today's May 28th. We talked about national holidays, but I do want to point out uh, and wish my mother a happy birthday today. So, Hey, happy birthday. Yeah, so wanted wanted to wish her a happy birthday before we got off of here. For sure, happy birthday! You have raised a um, a really good son, someone I've I've enjoyed my company with. Uh, clearly, he has some work to do on his sports debate uh, <laughs> because he cannot out debate me for some reason. Uh, but yeah, I much appreciated. Happy birthday! Yes, and there you have it, the Man and Band Podcast. We we'll see you guys Tuesday. Thank you.